Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, it's official. It is the fifth day of January and already Carl Middleman is resolution shaming me. Did you hear that, Kim St. Ange? I did. He is. Hey, have you learned to play this on a guitar yet, Mark? Because you said uh, one of your goals, I wouldn't call it a resolution for this year, is to take a guitar lessons again because it's, it's been a lot of years since I've uh, t- had time to do that. And I think I can find the time again. I just haven't started. It's only five days into the year, Carl. I'm fasting. Leave me alone. Uh-huh. He's in a mood this morning. It's because he has to go to the doctor, get some blood work done. That's okay. We understand. He's hangry. You think that's I, what he's I saying? I totally get the hangry <laughs> feeling. I get hangry sometimes I'm glad on this I shift. I'm glad I didn't bring donuts in this morning. That would have tempted oh. him, wouldn't it? Oh, my gosh. You said you were going to bring food in today as an experiment. No, I don't think so. When did I say that? Yesterday. Find the tape. I, oh, you mean stopping at the McDonald's yes. again? Okay, no, I didn't I didn't mean I was going to do that today, but well, I am going to well, test actually, him out. Thank you for that because yeah. I can't have any. Yeah, should we should we order some food in for the rest of the show, Mark? <laughs> Pancakes? What do you Ooh, feel like? Yeah, get a you little Uber Eats action going. Good luck finding anybody who's beef. up early enough to deliver that. This well, morning. I've, I've already been googling pictures of roast beef sandwiches <laughs> just now over commercial break. So, well, don't there's show that. don't show them to Carl. Whatever you do, he can't eat or drink anything right now, right? Right. Mm. He he even had to turn down a beer last night after work. A free beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, sad. Interesting. Yeah, I had some good Weller uh, bourbon last night, and uh, I think it might have been Blue Label. It was really good. It's outstanding. I went out and met some folks, and and uh, had some interesting conversations with a with a somebody who owns a car dealership uh, group locally about the impact that these ridiculous mandates on EVs are having on car dealerships across the country, and he really is worried about the wall that he thinks it's going to put some car dealerships out of business. I believe it. And the reason behind it is the most insane thing you've ever heard in your life. We're going to talk more about that for uh, coming up here uh, in a little while. First, though, uh, we got to talk about mask mandates and congressional seats that are open. We're going to get to all of it for you right after the shortlist. The Mark Cox Shortlist. They're for illegal immigration as long as it's Texas and the border states that have to deal with that illegal immigration. Yeah, uh, there he is, Governor Abbott. He's like, listen, well, I, I don't understand what's going on in Chicago and New York. What are they angry about? I've been putting up with this for years. This morning at approximately 7.37 a.m., we had a Sears radio activation at the high school, which indicated an active shooter situation. 
Yeah, finding out more details about what happened out in Perry, Iowa. A, uh, a senior uh, took a gun, ended up killing a sixth grader and injuring five other people. The question now is, what did authorities know about the kid and when did they know it? Honestly, Bill Clinton at Epstein Island, that's as shocking as Mike Pence at church. So we <laughs> saw that coming. Yeah, uh, Bill is out of the country, oddly. Uh, has been out of the country since December and for all I know, is not coming back anytime soon. As flu, RSV, and COVID-19 cases rise across the metro, St. Louis City's Department of Health is recommending mask again. Well, well, well. I think, uh, Kim St. Ange, we can all safely say we saw that coming, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, just a matter of time. And and I'm not sure that it's it's only COVID that they're trying to use as the excuse now, right? No, it's flu and RSV. Ah, as well. Yeah, but they they do have some uh, hospitalizations, and I, I love how they do this. Hospitalizations for COVID have increased thirty eight percent over the past month from from what zero? Okay, let me put that into perspective. <laughs> and I mentioned this last hour because this is so critical, and this is what I got so angry about. When I worked at Channel 4, they would talk about how many people were going into the hospital. I'm like, but how many people are being discharged? You're not giving any context. So let me put that little tidbit that you just mentioned that that it's all over the news about the 38% increase in hospitalizations into context for you. It says on Channel 4's website, currently, the city's hospitalization rate is 15.5 cases per 100,000 residents, putting St. Louis in the CDC's medium community level risk category. Okay, if you do the math, 15.5 divided by 100,000, you get point and I've been mentioning this in headlines, point zero one five percent, point zero one five percent is the current hospitalization rate that is prompting them to freak out and recommend masks per 100,000 people, 15.5 cases per 100,000 residents. And and they do mention RSV and and COVID-19 is the reason. I mean, here's the thing. It's a recommendation. <laughs> you can take it if you want. As long as it doesn't proceed past that, uh, that's fine. I mean, I if I see somebody in a car all by themselves wearing a mask, I move them over into the stupid category, but they're not bothering me. It's when these health department people try to bully you into wearing it because they think it's what you should be doing. Um, let me make that decision. Here's the problem. This is only the intermediate step they had to take before putting a mandate back in place. They weren't going to go from zero to 100. First, they have uh, a recommendation that you wear a mask. Next, they'll require that you wear a mask in city buildings or hospital facilities or something like that. You, You know it's coming. Question is, we also confirmed... Uh, when we were in Jeff City the other day, that the governor's office has the authority, the, the Supreme Court has determined this, basically, that the governor can tell his director of health statewide to step in and shut this down. Now, I don't know that you shut down a recommendation. I'm not saying that. But if they go to the next step where it's a mandate, I asked the governor about this uh, when I was down there uh, on um on Tuesday, and I wanted you to, or Wednesday, I should say, I want you to hear that conversation again. Here we go. Governor Parson here with us this morning. Los Angeles County just reinstituted mask mandates in their health care facilities out there. 
it, it makes me worry that could happen again in St. Louis County, for example. Uh, wh- where do you stand on something like that? And, and would you talk to your director of health and try to step in if they went that direction again? Well, most certainly. Look, we've been talking about these issues ever since they've happened to make sure we, we don't go down some of the roads that, that people in this state went down. Uh, we don't want any more mask mandates. We don't want any more vaccine mandates. You know, people know enough about this issue to make their own decisions. We don't need government doing it for them. Uh, I, I, I hope that people in Missouri learned a good lesson, whether it is St. Louis County or whether it is some of the health directors in the state. You better realize that people are not going to put up with this a second go around. So I'm just telling you, I think it's a huge mistake. I think what Los Angeles County, uh, you got to consider the sources where that's at. Yeah. That's about as screwed yeah. up as it can be. But I, I hope, I hope Missouri – uh, the people in this state understand how important this is and where people stand on this issue. Yeah, I, 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 BJC, I think, is the is the yeah, one of the agencies. Is that right, Kim? Yeah, that, BJC. That mm-hmm. They voluntarily started masking in some some parts of their hospital. But, you know, I think that might have been on the recommendation of the St. Louis County Health Department. Yeah. So those are always concerns when they're shutting businesses yeah. down. And, you know, but I guess... Yeah, I, I think it's a mistake. You start shutting businesses down again. If somebody wants to wear a mask, I've said that all along. Wear a mask, you know, to where I've gotten trouble for saying that over the years. But <laughs> yeah. but but the reality of it is, it needs to be an individual decision. If somebody wants to wear one, you feel protected about that's fine. Uh, but I don't. I, we're not going to do any mandates in this state on any kind of mask. Here's the thing, though. These local businesses, the restaurants in St. Louis City, any business for that matter, they can enforce a mask mandate because it's their business. Right. Well, sure. So that's my fear is that now that the city has recommended it, businesses and restaurants that everyone likes to go to, even from, say, St. Charles County, they're going to start enforcing these mask mandates. Well, and some of them could. That's a business decision. If if that's your choice, I think I remember was it O'Connell's pub down here at uh, 44 uh, did that and put up a pretty nasty note on either social media or the front door that if you disagreed with their policy on masking, they don't want your business anymore. And they're willing to give, some of them are willing to go far enough to give that up. But importantly, what I heard in that interview with the governor is that he will not put up with mask mandates in the state. I'm taking that to mean he would step in and tell his health director, to tell the health director in the city, Department of Health, you can't make this a mandate. You can recommend it, but don't go a step further. I hear him saying that. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I trust he would do it. We have the tape. So if if it happens and he doesn't do it, we will ask him again. Here's what you said. Did you mean it? Mm-hmm. I, I will we'll find out. I don't know. I did ask him that. To, to, I did all I could on Wednesday to try to get an answer to that question. And you heard the tape there. I think he said he would not put up with that again. Um, and it's going to be an issue in in the com- upcoming governor's election. I asked Mike Kehoe the same question, um, and I asked Bill Eigel, and I asked Jay Ashcroft. And and Ashcroft and Eigel certainly were very strong on not allowing anything like that. I um, uh, again, Mike Kehoe bounced back and forth a little bit, but said that he would not support mask mandates or shutdowns in the state. So we'll we'll go back to the tape if we have to on that. All right, uh, let's get to a quick break here. When we come back, later in the show, I have an interview with Congressman uh, Blaine Lutkemeyer. He announced yesterday that he is stepping down and th- after the end of his term. He's not stepping down early, but he's not going to run for re-election. And the race is on. We're going to talk about who the candidates might be in that uh, CD3 coming up in just a minute. Stay tuned. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, big surprise yesterday. Um, I got a text in the afternoon. I was not... uh, I think I might have just awakened from a nap when I got a text that uh, Congressman Blaine Lutkemeyer decided to not run for re-election. And, of course, this is going to set off an immediate um, race for who will will be the first to jump in to this. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear announcements as early as today over candidates that that might jump in here to replace him. Uh, And some of them are already running for other jobs. So they're going to have to switch campaigns in midstream if they decide to jump in. Uh, I don't know who that's going to be. The number one candidate, I would think, would be Bob Onder, uh, former state senator, uh, currently running for lieutenant governor. Now, interesting, he jumped into the lieutenant governor race after after the reimbursement issue with Dean Plocker popped up, right, because he saw an opening there and, and he figured that would pro- probably – Figured that would damage Plocker enough politically that it would provide an opening. He's, and and you have to understand about Congressional District 3, there's talk of Caleb Rowden uh, maybe getting into this race. He's currently the Senate uh, pro tem. But the way CD3 was redrawn in that last redistricting, it is St. Charles heavy. So it, it only probably compromises – maybe 8 or 9% of, uh, I believe it's Boone County, where Caleb Rodden is from. And it's heavier tilted toward this side of the state. It's a long it's a long district that stretches from St. Charles all the way out to to, to uh, Boone County. So Columbia, uh, yeah, where yeah, Missouri is. Yeah, basically near Columbia. Mm-hmm. And it encompasses a lot of the rural area between here and there. And it is heavily Republican. I, there, there's no chance a Democrat's going to run and win that seat. It's just a matter of which Republicans going to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, other names I've seen floated and nobody's shying away from it would be Senator Nick Schroer, who we've had on this show a number of occasions. Um, uh, some names that were mentioned included Bill Eigel, who is currently running for governor. Um, and, you know, I talked to Bill the other day when I was in Jeff City. He feels very confident about his campaign, about the amount of money that that he's raising, about the name recognition he's getting. Uh, among likely Republican voters across the state. He feels confident about that. I, I wouldn't see him giving up that race and what he's accomplished so far to jump into this. I guess, I guess it's uh, possible. But people have thrown a lot of other names out there. Um, Will Scharf, who's running for attorney general, I don't know that he has any interest in it. Caleb Rowden yesterday went on social media and kind of 
played down his level of of interest in that because I th- I believe he's running for Secretary of State. I I'm uh, in addition to being the Senate leader. Um, I, I think that's right. But it, you know he he's uh, it, a lot of these folks uh, who, he's who are for AG AG uh, 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 Rowden. Will Sharf. No, Sharf. I, I meant uh, Caleb Rowden. I, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so so these these folks, uh, somebody mentioned Mike Kehoe. I think he's too far into the governor's race. Uh, there are a couple of people that have run for this race before, and, and significantly one of them is Bob Onder. He, he ran in a primary uh, against Blaine Lutkemeyer, what was it, 2010, something like that. Uh, so that, that would, uh, I think he would be the most obvious person to jump into this race. And I think people who have backed him on the lieutenant governor bid would understand that and would probably support him for that race. I, I don't think you would see a Schroer, Onder, or Schroer, Eigel, if one of the two of them, I don't think you'd see the three of them competing against each other. I think they're all friends, and I don't think they would get into a primary battle with each other. I don't see that happening. Um, somebody even mentioned Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman. She lives outside of the district. But but bear in mind, you don't have to live in a congressional district to run in a congressional district. You don't have to be a resident of CD3 to throw your name in the hat. You could run for the seat and choose to move there later. Um, you don't have to live there. So that's why there are a lot of names being thrown about from people that aren't even technically living within the bounds of CD3, but either have lived or have a history in that district. And we're going to talk to uh, Congressman Lutkemeyer about his reasons for deciding not to run again. It's been rumored the last couple of years that he might not, he might not. None of those things ever came true. But now he's finally made the decision. He's going to give us some time this morning, about 7.35. So uh, set your clock and tune in. Uh, If you can't hang around, uh, we'll have that up on the podcast as well at about 7.35. We're also going to give away some more tickets for the Cardinal uh, winter warm-up. We got one last set of tickets to give away. We'll do that uh, a little later in the show this morning, I promise you. All that coming up on the Mark Cox Morning Show. All right, welcome back to the uh, Mark Cox Morning Show. We are happy that you are with us uh, this morning. Um, We're trying to get to uh, Nicole Murray here for our business report this morning. Having a few technical difficulties. Carl, are you? I don't know. Nicole, can you hear us? All right. So... So Carl, at this point, has to run down the hall and push a button somewhere. I don't understand how that works, but um, hopefully we'll get that fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a... Carl had to hit the dump button on himself there, it sounded like. (laughs) I I, I don't know. Uh, You know, I heard them this morning, Kim. I'm sure you probably heard this story on the way in, and I had questions. She was reporting to Gordon Deal about this, about the... The people that left on a vacation or left for the weekend and left their dog out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The Pittsburgh couple. Mm-hmm. Did you hear this story? Mm-hmm. They the, the dog had a very expensive snack. Now, here's where my question comes in. I don't know why they had $4,000 on their kitchen table. I thought I heard it was to pay a contractor. They had just withdrawn from the bank $4,000 and they put the money on the kitchen table. And they left the house. And 30 minutes later, they came back, and the dog had eaten the money. The dog ate the $4,000 that was on the table. So I don't know what denomination the bills were in or how thick the stacks were or any of that, 
The dog and well, the dog ingested half the money and ripped up the other half of the money. I think I heard it was like a hundreds and was it fifties? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so then, then uh, came out the other end, right? They had to follow the dog around because, of course, it was going from both ends. As you can imagine, it got sick after eating this, and they recovered all. They got. They recovered all but five hundred dollars of it. I don't know what happened to there. Maybe the other five hundred wasn't recoverable. Um, but apparently they they have to make a claim now with the uh, the U.S. Bureau of Engraving and Printing in D.C. with a letter stating the estimated value and the reason for the damage. And standard claims like that can take six months to three years. Oh my gosh! I mean, who ha- who had to clean that money? Who who gets that money? Yeah. You go to the bank and you're like, here. So, so the, they called the bank and said, can, could we redeposit what we've recovered? And then the bank advised them to wait until they had all of the expelled cash one way or the other. And here's a quote from, from the woman. We were pretty down about the situation when it happened. Around 2 a.m. that night, the dog woke us up because he had to vomit. At that point, I got hope after seeing the $100 bills coming out. Oh, my out. gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine? So they it's spent, like a piggy bank coming out. They spent several days going through this dog's waste piles in order to get the money back, and they recovered 3500 of the original 4000 that the dog ripped up and ate. They still have some of the recovered money at home, and they're planning to see if the bank will accept it. How would you like to be the teller that had to handle that? Uh, yeah, because even if you wipe it off, that's uh, still going to be some stinky cash. Oh, my. That's disgusting. I mean, bills are a linen-type material. I would assume you could wash them, and they would dry out because you you've, I mean, but I, it would soak it in. jumped in the lake or something before with your wallet, right? And and it works. I understand we might have a Nicole Murray. Can we try to get to her here? I think in, we do. In, all right. Nicole, hello, hello? Nicole, are you there? Hello. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday to you. I was just telling your... Story I heard you relate this morning about the dog that ate the cash. $4,000 worth. <laughs> what uh, kind of dog was this? Do we know? It looks like a mutt of some sort. It was a golden doodle. A what, golden a doodle. Go- <laughs> I don't know. How would you like to be the teller that had to take that money back in, Nicole? Is she there? I'm not. Now I'm not hearing her. She is, was there. Is I Carl still down there pushing I think buttons? Carl's still down there pushing buttons. Is Carl still down there cursing? <laughs> And he didn't. Have, he doesn't have his phone, so I can't tell him that we had her. The HR department will probably hear about this incident <laughs> later today. Someone said there was somebody in the tech room this morning uh, letting loose a string of expletives. So I don't know if uh, if we've got Nicole or not. We we had her briefly. You know, can I just say this? It's funny yeah. when I ask somebody what kind of dog was it, and they say it's a mutt. Now, a mutt just means it's a mix of multiple breeds, right? Yeah. So it could be anything. So I'm always like, well, what kind of mutt? Like, what did it look like? Yeah, there's a picture of it here. It's an, it's not a bad-looking dog. It it looks like a, a mutt. I mean, it's got sort of the curly hair like a golden doodle, but the face doesn't look like a golden at all. It's got a little more of a Hi, poodle look to it. I don't know what's happening, but I'm back. Are you there? Oh, hey, Nicole. Oh, wow. all Hi. right. All right. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what happened. It keeps clicking back and forth or something. <laughs> this is kind of like a Monday, right? This is what you would expect Car- to happen on that day. Carl's back there pushing buttons in the back. So while we've got you, let me let you go ahead and do the business report. How about that? Sounds good. All right. 
Okay, so on Wall Street, the futures slip ahead um, slip ahead of jobs report with Wall Street's nine-week win- winning streak in jeopardy. Thursday, the Dow Industrials were up 10, the NASDAQ down 81, and the S&P 500 down 16. Tesla is recalling more than 1.6 million electric vehicles in China. Recalled cars include Model X, Model X, Model 3, domestic Model 3, and Model Y, citing concerns over the oversteering function. Affected cars were produced between August of 2014 to December of 2023. Nearly 8,000 additional Tesla vehicles are being recalled due to a problem with the door latch controls. This recall applies to Model S and Model X vehicles made between October 2022 to November 2023. Select Hyundai and Kia models have seen an insane increase in theft since 2020. Robbers specifically targeted Hyundai and Kia models made between 2015 to 2019. A slew of social media posts have been posted showing people how to steal the vehicles. A lot of these have gone viral. Theft insurance claims for Hyundais and Kias have increased more than 100% in the past three years. Warehouse availability surges to its high level, highest level since the pandemic. The average warehouse vacancy rate across the U.S. jumped to 5.2% in the fourth quarter of 2023. That is up 4.5% from the previous quarter and 3.1% earlier in the year. Retailers across the country have pulled back on inventory restocking and have delayed leasing decisions amid rising interest rates and a spike in online shoppers. TGI Fridays has announced it will be closing 36 underperforming locations across the U.S. as part of a corporate growth strategy. The privately owned company will sell eight of the corporate-owned restaurants to TGI Fridays Former C- to, to former CEO Ray Blanchett. The restaurant chain says more than 80% of employees working at restaurants that are closing will be offered transfer opportunities at another location. Job reports due today will most likely show employers added 140,000 workers to payrolls in December, but only concentrating in three main sectors, government, healthcare, and leisure and hospitality. Employment in most other industries remains flat. Negative job growth is estimated in retail, manufacturing, finance, and business. The number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits dropped last week. Jobless claims fell by 18,000 for the weekend ending on December 30th down to 202,000. The four-week average of unemployment claims fell to 207,750. The median price for homes in the U.S. jumped in December, the biggest increase in over a year. The median sales price in December rose 4.4% up to just below $365,000. Thousands of massage guns are being recalled in the U.S. and Canada after one user was burned. The United States Consumer Product Safety Commission says 87 7,000 hometics therapists select percussion personal massagers are being recalled because they can overheat while charging. There have been 17 other reports of the massage gun overheating. Hometics is offering a full refund or a full refund plus 20% credit toward any Hometics product. And are you sleepy? That afternoon slump, according to studies, starts at 3 p.m. on the dot and the most popular day for it to occur on Tuesdays. Experts suggest that you get up and move around, go for a walk, exercise, or eat a snack to perk back up. Yeah, uh, they they clearly did not include people who work our shift in that, did they? 
I bet she can't hear us. Oh, she can't hear us again? I don't know. Oh, Nicole, I'm sorry. Uh, we lost her again. It sounds like at least she got her report done. She did. Yeah, yeah. I would think. I'm not uh, surprised. Hello, hello. Oh, there she is. Hey, you're, you're back, not- Nicole. No, she can't hear us. She oh. can't hear us. All right, we'll pot her down so she doesn't say anything embarrassing there. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, wow. That was that was an interesting segment. And <laughs> Happy I, Friday, everyone. I, I don't know this for sure, but my guess is that whatever happened down the hall sounded something like this. I, 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 just, I, I don't want you to do a damn thing. I want you to have a brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such a day. That's what I want. Nobody knows a damn thing in my office. <laughs> uh, yeah. Were you like Sheila Jackson Lee down there cussing at somebody, Carl? I. It was set to a studio that I've never seen before. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take a break if we can successfully pull that off, and uh, we'll get to in other news with Ethan here in just a couple minutes. I stole his dog story, so he's in there scrambling for uh, something else to tell you in other news. We got JJ Carafano and Congressman Blaine Lutkemeyer coming up in the seven o'clock hour. Stay tuned. What's happening? Go, you know the you know the thing. What the hell is going on? In other news. It looks like the big concert announcement, as you guys talked about earlier, was Billy Joel and Sting. They are going to be coming to Bush Stadium on Friday 27th. The tickets, uh, September 27th, excuse me. Uh, Tickets go on sale Friday, June 12th at 10 a.m. on LiveNation.com and Ticketmaster.com. And there will also be several pre-sales, including one for Citibank. That one starts on June 8th. A Verizon pre-sale, that's on January 9th. You mean January January, January, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all discombobulated. I piled Could up. you say Fred Bottenheimer for me? <laughs> Bottomer. I got it right. I feel redeemed. Um, yeah, so How about old Fred be... Bottenheimer over there, ladies and gentlemen? And uh, if you're a season ticket holder for the Cardinals, they are also going to do a pre-sale. Uh-huh. And um, I think Kim mentioned it. It looks like tickets are going to start at around seventy-four fifty. Oh, really? That's cheaper yeah. than I thought. That's yeah. what I found. I saw like one thirties was the cheapest That comes tickets. with a box no. of tissues for your nosebleed. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm still disappointed it's not Pearl Jam, though. <laughs> I wanted Pearl Jam. I was like, it's going to be Pearl Jam. I even told Carl that before this whole thing went down. It's going to be Pearl Jam. Is this the farewell tour for either of them? Isn't Billy Joel on some sort of farewell tour? He has, no. Well, Billy Joel has stopped, said he's not going to do Madison Square Garden anymore. Exactly. Yeah. But he has played but there so many times that they have his... A- they have his name up in the rafters with all the retired oh, members. Okay. But he did a huge residency at Madison Square Garden. Reported on it. Um, it looks like Britney, fan, uh, Britney Spears fans, if you are waiting for new music for her, you are going to wait quite a while. As she says, it will never happen again. <laughs> the 42-year-old singer shared on Instagram Wednesday that she has no plans for a new album, despite reports that she has been reaching out to others for a project. Um, she said, I will never return to the music industry. When I write, I write for fun or write for other people. For those of you who have read my book, there's loads that you don't know about me. I've written over 20 songs for other people in the past two years. I'm a ghostwriter, and I'm ha- honestly enjoying it the way it is. So it sounds like that's what she's going to do. Well, she's now be she's a uh, been successful dancing on Instagram. I was say, she can be a knife dancer if all this so, goes to pot. <laughs> she could go work at uh, Kobe Steakhouse and nice. throw the so knives. So clearly she's got enough money that she doesn't have to work. But she didn't before. Because she's now getting all this money that the conservator yeah, right. was that, in that charge That was put of. in the bank. At least they didn't blow it all. That's for sure. Um, it looks like a uh, longtime um, conservative commentator, Sean Hannity, he has left the Big Apple for the Sunshine State. He announced the move this week on his radio show. He said, quote, now broadcasting from our new home in the free state of Florida. That's both the TV and the radio show because this is where I'm living for the rest of my life. Hmm. 
Looks like he's moving. Yeah. Nobody moves from Florida back to New York. They no. all move from New York back to Florida. Remember, Limbaugh did the same thing. He moved to Florida and bought that estate in West Palm Beach. But you, your company, he was syndicated. Um, I would imagine Hannity had to work that out with Fox to build a studio down there so. yeah. to broadcast from, right? Yep. He's saying he's doing it because of taxes and uh, government regulation. <laughs> yeah, blame him for that. Um, a Colorado crook carrying thousands of dollars of stolen merchandise walked right into the police his hands after he was caught trying to use an Uber as a getaway car. Um, the burglar basically went to a plumbing store, snuck in, ransacked it, took all of his stuff, and called an Uber to get away. Um, the police showed up, found the Uber waiting for him, waited outside the Uber, and the guy showed up, and they were like, are you Jose? And he was like, no, of course not. Yeah, he went to jail. Who, who robs a plumbing store? Uh, well, he got $8,600 worth of tools. Uh, the, tools are, the tools are pricey, depending mm. on what I, he'd probably reselling them, I would guess. I know. A lot of people are Clearly, always stealing tools out of not trucks. not working for a living. Should have gone to Harbor Freight. Everything's cheaper. <laughs> for a reason. I was saying, you know what you buy. When you go to Harbor Freight, you get to use it once. <laughs> there you go. And nice. you have to get another. Uh, it looks like a Florida woman is trying to make some money. She's decided to take action by suing chocolate company Hershey over the lack of designs on Reese's holiday-themed peanut butter candy. Uh, her name is Cynthia Kelly. Uh, she filed a class action lawsuit in Florida after she claimed the company's product did not match the photos depicted on the wrappers. Um, it was basically the Halloween one. She said there's no eyes and mouth on it. You know what's going to make her happy? The $5 million she's suing for. She's not going to get any money I, for I was going to say, surely not. none of these people that do these ridiculous lawsuits get anything. I hope not. But if you've ever looked at them, they don't look like pumpkins or of trees. Of course not. They They're just, just like blobs, blobs of peanut yes. butter. Yes, <laughs> with, with chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. and Which does not take away from their deliciousness. <laughs> no, they thank are. you. They are fantastic. $5 million uh, in damages? That's ridiculous. Yeah. One last quick one. America's beer drinking has fallen to the lowest it's been in a generation. The industry group Beer Marketers Insights shared that consumers are choosing other forms of alcohol like cocktails or not drinking at all. That that can't be right. They say uh, beer shipments are on track to fall below 200 million barrels for the first time since 1999. I, you know, it, I, if my kids' generation is, is any indication... I would go to those parties at Mizzou, and they're handing out White Claws. And, you really? Know, yeah. And Natty Light. I mean, there was still Natty Light white there. White Claws? But, yeah, I, one of them had a sweatshirt on that said, it's a bad day to be a White Claw. <laughs> That's what's going on in the beer industry right there. The weed I'm sodas fucking... are making a comeback, too, you know. Oh, so. Boy, no thanks. No thanks. I'll take a bourbon, please. All right, coming up, J.J. Carafano and Congressman Luke Kamai. Hey, get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 